It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA Podcast. Today's episode is the audio version of a video I put out a couple days ago on my second channel about what I call the Corey Taylor effect. In other words, the reason why the same artists show up in the headlines so often on the rock and metal sites and on YouTube and any other place where... We're competing for clicks. There's a reason why you see people like Corey Taylor in the headlines all the time. And I explain that in this video or podcast, I guess, along with some implications for any of you who are trying to get attention for your band or podcast or YouTube channel or any other thing that you're trying to get out there into the world and make people pay attention to it. Before I do that, I wanted to mention a few ways that you can support the show if you are so inclined. Number one is to share it on social media. If you tag me, tag the guest, tag Deanna, that really helps us spread the word. Number two is you can support us on Patreon if you really, really like the show. It is because of the support of all the patrons who were able to do this show in the first place. It's the reason why I was able to hire Deanna to produce the show. So thank you very much to all the patrons. If you would like to join, you can check that out at the link in the show notes. And with that out of the way, let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is my second channel where I talk about business and marketing and personal development, a lot of other kind of stuff that doesn't really fit on my main channel. What I wanted to talk about in this video is one of the probably most common messages I get. Why don't you talk more about small bands? Why don't you use your platform to promote more up and coming artists instead of talking about the same old stuff all the time? I have a couple thoughts on this, or I guess a couple questions to ask. Number one, to what extent does anybody have an obligation to use their platform to promote other people's stuff. Number two, would that even work? And number three, is that actually true? What it comes down to is this. People don't care about smaller artists. I'm sorry, it sucks. I wish it wasn't like that. Not that I'm opposed to it, but the reason I talk about new metal and butt rock all the time isn't because like that's my necessarily first choice of topic. It's because that's what people want to see. And that's what I call the Corey Taylor effect. You know, I've kind of jokingly talked about this before, about like how Loudwire and all these other sites, like 
like every other headline is what Corey Taylor thinks about what Corey Taylor said about what Corey Taylor thinks. Well, there's a reason they do that, and it's because that's what people click on. And as the people at Loudwire point out, that's actually not all they do. Like they cover up and coming bands all the time. They do reviews and press releases and like they do interviews. Like they talk about smaller stuff all the time. It's just that you never see it because that stuff isn't popular and so it gets filtered out in the algorithms. And you know, at the end of the day, they have a business to run just like I do. People want to hear about the same old shit, basically. And this is not unique to like rock and metal. It's not even unique to music. On all the podcasts I listen to, like primarily I listen to like business and tech podcasts. They talk about Amazon and Facebook and Microsoft and Tesla. You know, again, the big names, the meme companies, the equivalent of Linkin Park and Fred Durst. Would they rather cover some up and coming startup as opposed to talking about Facebook again? I'm sure they would. I mean, they say this all the time. They're like, well, welcome back to this week in Uber. <laughs> but again, it's what the audience wants. But I like to make things hard for myself, so I don't settle for that. And if you notice, in most of my big videos, like my What Killed the Genre ones, for example, I always talk about newer artists. I just do it at the end. I take advantage of the Corey Taylor effect to bring people in and then kind of piggyback on that to talk about some up and coming artists. For example, like my video about MGK and Post Malone, the sad state of rock one that I did a couple months ago, the whole back half of that video is talking about smaller artists who are doing cool stuff. Like I think I talked about like Fish Nark and Cold Heart and NASCAR Aloe and all those other kind of solo artist rapper kind of people that I like. So I don't really think it's accurate to say that I don't talk about smaller artists. It's just that I don't lead with them. They're not in the headline because smaller artists are not headline material. If I had called that video, why I like Cold Heart, NASCAR Aloe, and Fishnark, it would have 5,000 views. I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello out there! Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like 
dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. And so that kind of raises the second question I asked, which is like, to what extent does anybody with a platform have an obligation to use that platform to promote other people's stuff? Well, I don't think they have any obligation at all because, you know, unlike politics, there's no like kind of larger social issue there. Like, I don't think Adam22 or whoever else like has an obligation to use the following that they built to promote me, right? I mean, if they do, that's awesome and I appreciate it, but they don't have any obligation to do that. And I don't think that I have any obligation to promote anybody's band either. Although, like I said, I do because I want to, like I enjoy it. The whole reason I do this channel is to like bring attention to things that I think are underrated or underappreciated. So perhaps you might take for granted the fact that this channel exists. Three years ago, there was nobody making videos about suicide silence and attack attack, other than like those neckbeards making their one take webcam rant videos, which I don't think it was helping anybody. Now this rants on a shittacular fucking band known as Asking Alexandria. And then that also begs the question of like, what are you supposed to do about that? The first thing for artists is you have to flip the mental switch of thinking that you are entitled to attention for what you do. I'm not entitled to attention. Like every video that I put out is a battle for attention. I assume going into it that every video I put out is gonna get zero views and anything above zero views is a win. Can't think that there's anybody that's gonna come along and just hand you an audience on a silver platter because that's not how it works. Getting attention for shit is hard because there's a lot of people out there putting out music or videos or products or whatever. Like we live in a very noisy world where everybody wants attention for what they do. And for better or for worse, it is on you to cut through that noise and get noticed. So how do you do that? As my friend Andrew Wade said, he put it in kind of classic Andrew way that sounds stupid at first, but actually if you think about it, it's really smart. Nobody is going to care about you until you have done something that people care about. It is kind of a catch 22. It's frustrating. It's just like when people say you need experience to get the job, but you can't get the job without experience. It's super frustrating, but it is on you, the artist or the employee or whatever, like you have to break that catch 22. Instead of asking, why aren't these websites and YouTube channels and whatever else giving me attention, you have to flip the switch and instead ask yourself, what do I need to do in order to be attention worthy? 
So for example, if you were in a band and you put out a music video of you guys jamming in your practice space, why would anybody pay attention to that? And I don't mean to be harsh, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying in a world where there's five bajillion music videos to choose from that I could be watching right now, or that any YouTuber could be reacting to, why would they choose yours? I talked about this quite a bit in my uh, baby metal video, actually, the one about baby metal and poppy which of course got ignored because it was just all the baby metal stands showing up with the comments and being angry because I don't like baby metal as much as they do. But the larger point of that video was about the role that gimmicks play in music. And I use gimmick not really as a derogatory term. It sounds like kind of a diss, but it's not really. You look at a band like Ghost or Kiss or Baby Metal or ICP or even Mudvayne, like would any of them have gotten the same amount of attention if they didn't pair their music with some sort of a persona or you know visual gimmick of some kind? Probably not. And that's not to say that their music is bad in any way. It's just that having good music on its own is not necessarily enough. You gotta have something more than that. For example, uh, the band Eskimo Cowboy, who I would say are not particularly special from a musical standpoint. I mean, they've been around for like 12 years or something. And I didn't hear their name for like a decade until a couple months ago, they came out with that video for Hypa Hypa, which is to me kind of stupid. Like I don't like that video, but I get why it worked. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's a spectacle. They gave people people a reason to talk about it. And now it has, I don't know, a couple million views in a few months, which for like a metal band is amazing. So you gotta ask yourself, what can you do to be different and special? To use like a business example, like if you had an ice cream store, and you just opened and you're wondering, how am I gonna get anybody to pay attention to my ice cream store? Well, what would you do to be different and special? What can you do to make people care about you? One thing you could do, and like, I think this is kind of cringe and I probably wouldn't want to do it, but what you could do is make ice cream cones in the shape of Donald Trump and Joe Biden's heads. And you could make ads saying like, bite the head off the candidate you hate. And then people would pick that up and it'd get talked about on social media. And now you would be the ice cream store that made the Donald Trump and Joe Biden ice cream cones. I don't know if that's what you want to do with your brand necessarily, but you get the idea. The point is you gotta do something special and different and unique to cut through the noise. You can't expect people to just pay attention to you for the sake of paying attention to you. Like nobody owes you that. You always have to start with the idea of what can I do to earn attention? What do I need to do to be attention worthy rather than looking at it from the perspective of why am I not getting the attention that I so clearly deserve simply for existing? That is how you deal with the Corey Taylor effect. And that is actually what makes me cover smaller artists like people like Fishnart, Cold Heart, whatever, all these other artists that I talk about because I noticed them and I said, oh, hey, they're doing something a little bit different. How can I find a way to fit them into a video about something that I know people are gonna watch? And that's always how I approach it. Like if I find an artist I like, I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna make a video about this random SoundCloud rapper with 14,000 followers on Spotify because nobody would watch that. What I do say is, hmm, I found these 10 SoundCloud rappers that I really like and I would love to give them attention in some way. What's a topic I can talk about where I can then fit these rappers into that topic and kind of kill two birds with one stone of A, I have a business to run, so I need to get views. But at the same time, I would like to put people on. I do like to help. That's why I'm wearing this Cerebral Incubation shirt in this video, for example. And for everybody who DMs me saying that I should cover more small artists, I think maybe you don't actually watch my videos or maybe you don't pay attention because I actually do it all the time. I mean, there's definitely nobody else with a channel the size of mine that is talking about random little deathcore bands and SoundCloud rappers and stuff the way that I do. So I think that I deserve a little bit more credit than some of these people give me, but that's just me and obviously I'm biased. So anyhow, I hope that helps. 
If you take anything away from this, I would say, think about Andrew's words. Nobody will care about you until you've done something that they care about. When you solve that puzzle, that's when things open up for you. So I hope that helps. I appreciate you watching and I will see you next time. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.